Hey guys, we're Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online for your business for less than $500 a month. We have been using the Workplay method to launch visual marketing strategies for businesses all over North America and Europe. If you are wanting to uplevel your marketing, we are giving listeners of the Workplay podcast an exclusive video bonus offer on their first workplace shoot for free when you DM us the word podcast. This offer is valued at $1,500. And again, we are giving this away for free. To claim this offer, go to at Workplay Branding on Instagram and DM us podcast to claim this exclusive free video bonus offer valued at $1,500. That is at Workplay Branding on Instagram. DM us the word podcast. Don't miss out. Hey guys, we're Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online for your business for less than $500 a month. We have been using the Workplay method to launch visual marketing strategies for businesses all over North America and Europe. If you are wanting to uplevel your marketing, we are giving listeners of the Workplay podcast an exclusive video bonus offer on their first workplace shoot for free when you DM us the word podcast. This offer is valued at $1,500. And again, we are giving this away for free. To claim this offer, go to at Workplay Branding on Instagram and DM us podcast to claim this exclusive free video bonus offer valued at $1,500. That is at Workplay Branding on Instagram. DM us the word podcast. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Workplay Podcast, where we deep dive into how to create a visual marketing strategy that actually moves the needle. Take a peek inside the minds of hundreds of Workplay members who have created successful visual campaigns that have generated millions in revenue. I spent the entire last year watching Workplay members do the Workplay method wrong. What I was seeing was taking the traditional way of creating a brand and just putting it back into the method four times a year. What I see works the best in this process is using the Workplay method as a visual marketing tool. You have to start thinking about your brand shoots way differently. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step exactly how the best of the best use this method. We're going to define what your future visual marketing campaign is going to look like. Welcome to the Workplay Podcast. Today is all about crafting a visual marketing campaign from start to finish. Whether you are a potential Workplay member, if you've been thinking about it and you just don't feel like you have everything set in stone yet, you will have it set in stone after this episode. If you are a current Workplay member, you will get so much out of this because it's going to be me and you one-on-one going through exactly what you need to do to prepare for your upcoming Workplay brand shoot. The reason why I wanted to do an episode like this is because I spent the entire last year watching Workplay members do the Workplay method wrong. What I was seeing was taking the traditional way of creating a brand and just putting it back into the method four times a year. What I see works the best in this process is using the workplay method as a visual marketing tool. 
you have to start thinking about your brand shoots way differently. So today I'm going to walk you through step-by-step exactly how the best of the best use this method. We're going to define what your future visual marketing campaign is going to look like. You need to launch new visuals on a quarterly basis in order to have the audience paying attention and for you not to become irrelevant. If you look at the company, they sell bottles of Coke, cans of Coke. That product never changes from year to year, month after month, day after day. It always is the same product. If you look at their marketing though, and their visuals specifically in their marketing, do those ever change? They change almost on a daily, right? They are constantly putting out new storylines on how to sell Coke. That is how I want you to start thinking about your business and the visual marketing of your business. We are not running Instagram businesses here. That means that we need to start thinking strategically about how we are marketing our businesses going forward on a quarterly basis to actually hit projections, to actually hit the sales that we want to make. In order to do that, we need to start strategically first and then build the visuals off of that. I do have a workbook for you as a free gift of listening to this episode. It's going to walk us through exactly what I'm going to be talking about on this episode. Go to at workplay branding on Instagram and DM us workbook. And I will make sure you get sent that immediately by our chatbot, And then you can go through it as you're listening to this episode. I highly recommend doing that because I think it can get a little lost without that visual there helping to support the episode. So definitely pause this, take a second and go download that workbook from our chatbot. Now that you have that workbook, you'll find that some of the first few pages, you'll see where we want you to put your name, your brand, and the year that you're currently planning your visuals for. You may be coming in halfway through the year, three quarters of the year. It might be the first of the year, who knows? We're gonna be planning for 12 months. Now, when it comes to your brand, I want you to be very specific because if you have multiple brands, I know there's a few people in here that own franchises, but then also do other things on the side, pick the brand that you can grow into that has the most versatility or the brand that you know that you already want to use this process in. There's definitely different scenarios for different people, but ultimately I want you to know that this is a very personal choice and you can't make the wrong choice here. If you wanna brand your company versus your personal brand, that's totally fine. The process is going to stay the same. It's just about your focus and where your creativity energy is flowing towards. You are coming into a visual marketing revolution. Workplay branding and the workplay method is not just about planning and executing a quarterly brand shoot. It's about strategizing your entire business's visual narrative for the year. We're not creating just a few dozen photos or videos. We're crafting hundreds of powerful assets that are integral to your launches, advertising campaigns, sales funnels, blog posts, podcast graphics, website, social media. We all want that working cohesively together and we want the visuals to be a powerful strategic asset for you in those things. 
And so this journey is about transcending these vanity metrics of like how many likes can a photo get and creating visual marketing campaigns to actually sell your products, actually support the things that are moving the needle in your business. And ultimately telling this story of your overall brand. So usually after, uh, you know, I say this, the next question is, well, that's all great, but I really want to know who is actually creating this content. Like, how do I know that they're experienced enough? How do I know it's going to be good? And so I want to talk about our content creators for a second, because I know that that can be really scary before you spend all of this time and energy planning and for it not to be executed. Just to give you a little backstory over the last few years, Years, our content creators have worked with hundreds of business owners in nearly every industry imaginable. It's in a sense, not just to help them create photos for their brand, but create visual tools that help them launch and scale their business. We don't think of each other as photographers. We are content creators that are helping to fuel your business projects, your launches, all of these things. We're an asset, a tool in your business. We believe in building a swoon-worthy brand that's practical, easy, and affordable. So our low monthly fee, most people know it's $4.97 a month. We want that to be accessible. We want you to be able to create these assets for your business. That's why we don't raise our monthly fee. Your brand has this power to speak volumes, but the first step means stepping into that power and deciding to actually create it. After this episode, you're going to be ready to execute. So let's get into the nitty gritty. What is a visual marketing campaign even? Let's get down a solid definition so that moving forward, we know exactly the language that we're speaking to each other. A visual marketing campaign is a collection of assets that tell a specific story about a specific product or service or a collection of product or services that entice customers to not only stop the scroll, become a lead, but eventually buy. Visual marketing campaigns amplify marketing strategies and business projects. So visual marketing campaigns are essentially the visuals that pair with the marketing strategies that push the business forward. So when you think about a visual marketing campaign, I don't want you to think about social media. Social media is just the medium at which your campaign goes on to. A campaign is more of something like a podcast launch, an affiliate program launch, a product or service launch, a campaign that revolves around a product or service that you continuously have throughout the year, but you need to seasonally market for that product or service. That quarterly campaign for that evergreen product is your visual marketing campaign. It's the visuals that pair with the strategy of the things that you're already doing that are creating leads and sales. So as you're going through this, as you're picking out projects, business projects to create visuals for, I would first start with the projects that are generating leads and sales. You might have a project coming up that is to create a full funnel for a lead magnet you would want to craft specific visuals for that lead funnel. You want to make sure that you're creating visuals for a specific thing that you're doing in your business, a specific project. 
not just saying, I want to create visuals for social media. I'm not going to have you stoop down to that level because I know that we're so far ahead of that in our businesses right now. So how is this going to even work? If you have followed those directions of grabbing that workbook at Workplay Branding on Instagram, DM us workbook to get it. You have this workbook open and this is how you're going to use it. If you don't have the workbook open, that's okay. Just listen to the sound of my voice and try to follow along as we go. So this workbook is meticulously crafted into four sections. Each of these sections are representing one quarter or essentially 90 days. In this episode, for the sake of time, we're only going to do one quarter, but for Q2, Q3, Q4, you can revisit this episode if you want that one-on-one support with me as we're going through it. This is an invitation to you fully to step into the creative director role, even if you're a numbers person, even if you're more of like the logical side, like never really been a creative If you are the CEO of your business and you do not have a CMO right now hired, that means that you are the CMO. And if you are the CMO and you don't have a creative director under you hired, that means you are also the creative director. So I want us to get out of that limiting belief that we're not creative enough to do it because we definitely are. And we're going to go through a process that helps get that out of us. So what I want you to do in this hour and a half is step back from that daily grind and strategically start planning your business goals, your launches, and your content with me a whole quarter ahead. And we're going to do it visually every quarter. We are going to collaborate really closely. You're going to rewatch this episode and we're going to set your launch goals, pinpoint which offer will be the star of the visual campaign that we're creating that quarter. And our objective is to essentially plan visuals that not only capture your offer's unique essence, but also turn them into a captivating visual marketing campaign that truly moves the needle. As you journey through this process four times a year, You're going to get better at it. You're going to become a master at it. You're going to become your business's own creative director, and it's going to improve with every iteration that you do. A product is only as good as the message that is attached to it. I want you to remember that as you're going through. If you do not have a visual narrative attached to your marketing strategies right now, that is money being left on the table. A product is only as good as the message that is attached to it. And I want this to be permission for you to go wider with your vision for this upcoming quarter for your visual marketing campaign that you're about to create. Let's talk about our journey. So first thing that we're going to do is we're going to define your North Star. We're then going to define your goals. And then we're going to define your offer's style. Is it going to be an evergreen launch or is it just going to be a launch for a specific thing that has an open and closed cart? We're also going to go through a few mindset shifts because through this process, it's going to get a little crazy 
in the mindset department. You're going to feel like this is way over the top. This is not what I signed up for. This is weird. That is totally understandable. This is a new way of marketing that you probably have never been taught. So these mindset shifts are going to be helpful as you move through these blocks. We're also going to define the visual narrative for the entire campaign. We're going to talk a little bit about authenticity versus relatability and how that affects your visual campaign. We're going to then build the visuals together before we even get in front of the camera, which is super fun. There's also a few more mindset shifts that happen during the building of the visuals, which we'll address. We're then going to define some shoot locations to actually execute what we've been planning. And then we're going to go over the shot list. I'm going to walk you through it. Let's get started. Okay. First, we need to get real about where we are and where we're aiming to be in the next 90 days. For those of you that at the beginning of this episode, you were like, oh, I already know the projects that I'm doing. I already got it down. This will be very easy for you. You can fly by this part, no problem. For those of you who are like, hey, I know that I wanna do the work play method, but I'm not entirely sure on the direction I wanna take with my business. Maybe you still have your full-time job and you're trying to launch your business. This part is going to be so important. This is the part you really wanna dive in because this is what's gonna lay the foundation for what you're going to visually create and then also give you the confidence that what you visually create is actually gonna do something. So your North Star, we gotta define your North Star. These questions that I'm about to ask you are questions that will help you better understand what you do, who you do it for, why you do it, so that your visuals have a true North Star. Think of these as like the ultimate guiding light through the roller coaster of crafting a visual campaign. Anytime we're like confused on where this is going and the creative direction gets a little too out there, we can always come back to the North Star. To ensure that the visuals in the offers are aligning. First things first, super simple. I just want you to explain what you do. For some of you, this might be hard because you've never actually been asked to explain exactly what you do. Sometimes when we think about what we do, it can feel so big and it can feel so intangible. And I just want you to put words on the paper. I want you to try your best to explain what you do and how you do it. And if you need a few minutes to do that, go right ahead. I'm going to continue on to the next question. I now want you to explain why it's powerful and how it impacts others. So I want this to be a little less tangible than the previous question. I want you to explain what is that true result that you're giving them and why is that powerful? So think about the result and tell me why it's powerful in this second question. And also tell me how it's actually impacting them. Let's say that you work with helping people financially with their money in their business, maybe like cash flow or something. What have you seen happen as a result of having good cash flow? So that's one example. So take the next five minutes to explain what you do, 
and explain why it's powerful and how it impacts people. This is going to allow you to see the depth at which you do. And it's going to allow us to create better visuals because we can see how powerful the end result is. So the visuals have to match that powerful thing, have to match that impact that your service or product is bringing someone. As you're writing, I also wanna say this, visuals are always more powerful when they're backed with emotion. So these questions that we're answering are going to help us understand your ideal client their pain points, and ultimately their desires so that we can then create visuals that speak to what they want and where they want to be. I know in typical business programs, you've probably done a version of this. It's important that we do this here because the visual has to translate. Okay, hopefully by now you have that written down. If you don't, you can always pause. My next questions for you. These next three questions are gonna be super important. Why does your ideal client seek you out? What is the thing that makes you, you? There's probably other people that do a version of what you do, right? What makes you so special for this product or service that you're doing? My next question is, what results are your ideal clients looking for? Why do they come to you? What ultimately are they wanting to achieve? It's really important to define that because sometimes we need to make visuals around what that result is. Next question. What feelings do your clients feel when you deliver your product or service? We have to match that feeling with the visuals that we're creating. What feelings do your clients feel when you deliver your product or service. Give yourself the next five minutes to answer these three questions. Once you're ready, you can continue on in the episode. For the sake of time, I'm gonna continue on now. Next question. Break down and explain what you do as if you were speaking to a third grader. It allows us to just summarize that thing that we do. I want you to be simplistic with it. If a third grader could not understand it, it's not simplistic enough. A little pro tip here if you want to move this along faster. You can take what you wrote in the first question of explain what you do and you can put it into AI like ChatGPT and have ChatGPT or whatever AI you're using, have it rewrite it in as if you were speaking to a third grader. That's a really easy way uh, for you to get a very simple result here without having to think too hard. We want to be able to understand your brand immediately, right? And most people can't understand your industry's jargon. Maybe your clientele could understand that, but like as a whole, could someone understand immediately what you do? A lot of times what we do is super complicated. A lot of times we're over explaining what we do, which is why I wanted you to explain what you did at the beginning and then simplify it into third grader uh, language and wording. If you can get very clear and accurate, you're going to allow a creative team to instantly know your brand and understand it way quicker than if you're having to write out multiple paragraphs about how you do this and that and how it's complicated here and how you help them here. And my last question for you in this North Star activity is to speak to your competitive edge. 
So what makes your perspective or expertise or process or product different or disruptive in your industry? How is it disruptive in the industry? If you're kind of scratching your head here, like, hey, I just do what everyone else does. I want you to push past that a little more. Try to define or create something in your messaging or your product or your process that allows your product or service to be something that people gravitate towards, something that disrupts the industry. When you have a disruptive product and you highlight key things about that disruption in your marketing, you're able to create visual campaigns that move needles faster. If for whatever reason you can't think of it right now, that's okay, you can always come back to this, but it is something to really think about. So give yourself the next five to 10 minutes. And if you're ready, you can continue on. Okay, let's talk about your upcoming projects in your business. We've defined the North Star. Now let's define the upcoming projects for this quarter. These are the strategy projects that you're working on that move the needle in your business. If you don't think about your business right now in terms of projects that move needles forward, you're going to start now and it's going to be huge for your business. In order to ensure that we're creating visuals that do something for you, we have to identify which projects you want to execute the visuals for in the next three months. And we have to be as specific as possible here. To be honest, this is one of my favorite parts of the whole journey because we're refining down into what actually matters in our business to be executed in this next quarter. Let's start brainstorming. What's shaking up in your business world in the next three months? So what are the big moves? What are the shifts that you're making? What's going on this upcoming quarter in your business? And just so you know, when I say quarter, I really just mean the next three months. So we're not needing to think about like the actual business quarter. What do you want to execute in the next three months? And with this first question, really just think about even desires. Next question. What projects are you looking to complete in the next three months? This is all about what are the things that are actually going to be executed? You know for certain they're going to be executed. This is what's projected to be executed. So maybe you don't know for certain, but you do know that this is what you're focused on to get executed. What are the projects? It could be anything. It doesn't even have to be marketing. It could be an internal training system. Maybe it's as small as like launching and printing out a brochure. Maybe it's a workbook. Maybe it's a lead magnet. Maybe it's a whole funnel. Maybe it's a whole launch. You can get very big or very small. What projects are you looking to complete in the next three months? And then the last question is, what's that one thing that you're dying to get into the world? What is the one thing that you want buzz around in the next three months? So this is where you're getting very specific on like, if I had to just choose one, this is what it would be. Now, the next two questions are a little bit of a bonus. They're optional. You don't have to answer them if you don't want to, but I encourage you answer them because it's almost like a self-reflection for these upcoming projects that you have defined. So the first question is, how do these plans make you feel? 
Are you excited? Are you nervous? Being self-aware of what season of business that you're in and how that's making you feel is super important. So you can see where some of the blocks are coming from, where some of the stress is coming from, or maybe even like the happiness is coming from, right? What is lighting your soul on fire versus putting it out? So how are these projects making you feel. And then the next question is, imagine we're at the end of the quarter. What does success look like to you? Ultimately, what you want to define are what are your must haves? Like if I just got this one thing done or this one visual, then it would be a success for me. Give yourself the next 10 minutes or so to go through these questions, rewind, pause, whatever you need to do before continuing on. Now, I want you to go through your workbook and this last exercise, and I want you to choose one to three projects from the brainstorm activity that you want to create visuals for this quarter. One to three projects, that's it. I know a lot of us have a lot of different projects floating around us. The reason why I want you to just choose one to three and really just one, if we wanted to get really good, I would really just have you choose one, but I know that can be really hard. If we can get it down to one to three big projects that actually are going to move the needle for you, we can then get very specific about what visuals we are wanting to create and why. If visuals don't have a specific direction or a specific goal, they're going to feel too broad. They're gonna feel too generic. So it's up to us to define what projects we're actually going to need those visuals for. When we choose projects to create for, we call these campaigns. So project number one, campaign number one, these can be intertwined in terms of definition. Let's say that you're wanting to launch a podcast. That's one of your big projects. That would be campaign number one. Let's say that you just have your evergreen services. You just want to market this one service. Like that's your main goal. That's just campaign number one. If you just want to hone in on that one service, that's campaign number one. Let's say that you have a new collection of products coming out and you want to create a lookbook for it. That would be a project and that would be campaign number one, two, or three. I want you to remember you have so much abundance in this process. You have so many shoots in this process to get it right, to get content. So if you feel a little restrictive with just one to three projects to create visuals for That's okay. That's completely normal because traditionally, right, you had to create visuals, generic visuals for your entire year. Now what I'm asking you to do is just create visuals for specific projects. And that's a big leap. So if you're feeling that kind of resistance right now, that's totally normal, but just trust the process at this point. We want to create specific visuals for specific projects. And those projects are what we call campaigns. The campaign is what then goes on social media. The the campaign is what then goes on landing pages, checkout pages. So thinking about that shift in perspective, rather than saying, I need to create content for social media, you're saying, I need to create content for these specific projects that can then go on social media. All right, we need to define your campaign style. Now, your campaign style is all about crafting your quarterly focus for each campaign. 
And what we want to do is we want to define, is it an evergreen type of content or is it launch type of content? And these are very two specific things and we're going to define them. So having established which projects will be turned into visual campaigns. So we've narrowed it down. What's our focus for these campaigns for the upcoming quarter. Now we need to strategize how you'll execute your workplay visual marketing campaign to its fullest potential. So this decision right now is crucial to make for each of your visual campaigns because it sets the tone for your entire quarter's narrative. And you can have both ways of promotion for different projects in one business, but for simplicity, we want you just to go down one path for now. This is really where if you're a seasoned workplay member and you have multiple campaigns, maybe some campaigns are evergreen and maybe one campaign is launch. And if you've done this enough to differentiate the two as you're planning, if this is your first time going, I implore you to just choose one campaign and then it makes choosing a campaign style really easy. As you go through the method more and more, you're able to differentiate and plan better for two different types. So just take that into consideration as you're choosing your campaign style. So there are two types of campaign styles, evergreen and launch, and we're going to go through which ones are which. So let's start with evergreen. So what is an evergreen campaign? An evergreen campaign can be ran repeatedly and has no expiration date or time sensitive aspects. They can be sustained for years with the right long-term strategy and proper quarterly visual marketing campaigns. So this is essentially something like a Coca-Cola example. Like Coke has an evergreen campaign that they run different visuals for, right? Because they're selling the same product over and over and over again. Some questions to think about as you're deciding if your campaigns are evergreen or not. Are you a business owner with go-to offers that are always available, that always are available for purchase with no open or closed cart dates? Are you a product company that needs to create based on seasons and holidays? A good indicator of an evergreen campaign, let's say you're a clothing store and you sell clothing consistently throughout the year. Even though like maybe the clothing is changing from quarter to quarter, you're still selling the same narrative and the same type of product quarter after quarter. And typically with product companies, you're creating visuals based off of the seasons and adhering to holidays throughout the year and positioning your products within those seasons, right? Because you would not want to use visuals for Christmas or fall in the sp summer or spring with your product, right? It just wouldn't be a match. That's an interesting example of this is a salon business that went through the workplay method. And what they did was they created visuals for their stylists of them in a studio based off of the season or holiday. So they had different themes. It's still an evergreen campaign, but each quarter the visuals change because again, they're selling the same service, which is hairstyling and I believe specifically extensions, but they weren't necessarily 
creating visuals of extensions, they were creating visuals of themselves that showed them who they were as stylists in different seasons and holidays and themes. So they had like a Taylor Swift era's uh, theme. They had like a vintage Christmas theme where everyone did a vintage Christmas look for all of their visuals to support the salon and what they were doing. So really think creatively here. But again, tactically, is it evergreen or is it not? And then my last question to you about deciding on this is, do you have multiple services that are always available for purchase year round? So again, are these services that you're wanting to create visuals for available year round? Can anyone go into it? That's a really good indicator that you have an evergreen campaign. Now, if none of that sounded like your projects that you had written down, it might be what we call a launch campaign. So a launch campaign creates hype for a new product or offer. It introduces something to the new world. So a launch campaign is essentially like you're launching something new into the world. You're launching something that has an expiration date. You're launching something that only people can go into or buy for a certain period of time, in which case you would have to go really hard on the marketing before that launch so that people get really excited about it. I want you to think if you are launching a course that's only available for a certain amount of time, I want you to think about certain projects in your business that you only have to do one time. Maybe you have an internal project of creating a training manual for your employees and you wanna brand it really nicely. That would be a launch campaign because it's project-based. It's not going to come around again. You just need it one time. So that is also considered a launch campaign. A few questions to ask yourself when deciding if it is a launch or evergreen campaign is, are you creating visuals for a service, program, product, or course with specific launch periods? you would be using a launch campaign. Are you creating visuals for an internal or backend project? Like I said, kind of like that training manual for employees. If it's a project-based thing in your business that's not gonna come around again for at least the next year, it's probably a launch campaign. Are you creating visuals for an overall content rebrand that you'd like to just use as base content for your website or social media in between launches? Because a lot of people will come into the method wanting that first shoot to be just an overall base content. I think it's a really good use of your first quarter's brand shoot to just get base content for the entire brand to redo websites, redo socials. But you should only really have to do that once, right? Because the next quarters you want to be thinking about, okay, I need to get specific with the visuals here. So technically content for website or social media should be a launch campaign. If you're doing this process correctly, we should not have to redo base content every single quarter. If that makes sense, because again, we're coming at it from the perspective of we want to create specific visuals for specific campaigns not create visuals just for overall social media. Because again, overall social media is generic. We want to create specific visuals that evoke emotions, that evoke narratives. If you're still sitting in front of your paper, in front of your workbook, confused, I want you to think about these questions. Is the project that you're creating visuals for a one-time project that you only need one set of visuals for within the year? If the answer to that is yes, then you have a launch pro project. You have a launch campaign. Is this offer or project 
something that will con- you will continue to market multiple times within the year. That's a really good indicator that it's an evergreen project or campaign. If you're still confused, you can always DM us at Workplay Branding. And if you're a member, you can always Voxer your brand manager. Next steps, we're actually going to craft these campaigns. Now there's two different types of campaigns here. There's evergreen campaign and there's launch campaign. And depending on what you have written down on your paper is going to depend on which one you actually listen to. So below we are going to have timestamps. If you don't have an evergreen campaign, you can just skip ahead and vice versa. So I'm going to start with evergreen campaign, but if you do not have an evergreen campaign, just go ahead and skip to the launch campaign section of this episode. So evergreen campaign. We are creating an evergreen marketing campaign. So on the next pages, we're going to break down up to three of your current evergreen offers. Then we'll dive into some strategy to determine which project or offer should be the focus of your visual campaign this quarter. If you have three campaigns that you've chosen to create visuals around for this quarter, and they're all evergreen campaigns. You won't technically have to choose at the end of this exercise. You'll just use these three and keep going forward. The reason why we have this included is because sometimes someone may have an offer suite and they are trying to decide which one is going to be the main focus for the visual campaign. What is their signature offer going to be? Which one do they actually want to market? So this is going to help condense what exactly you're going to create visuals for when you have multiple evergreen campaigns. Again, you can create visuals for all three. If these are your only three that you've chosen, that's totally fine. So project or offer number one, that is evergreen. You're going to write the name of it. You're also going to write if it has a price point and how much it is. This is helpful for comparing which offer or project you want to focus in on. Sometimes the more expensive offer is the one that you are wanting to go all in on once you see it on paper. Regardless, it is totally up to you. There's no wrong answer here. You know your business best. Sometimes these evergreen project or offers do not have a price point. If you were launching a lead magnet that you're going to be constantly promoting, that is an evergreen campaign, but technically it's free. So decide how much this project or offer is going to be. You're also going to define who this offer is a perfect fit for. So typically when we define this, we are really trying to describe someone that we've already worked with before and that we've really loved. So when you answer this question, who is this offer a perfect fit for? You want to think about who has been your best client. That's your perfect fit. Describe that person. This is going to be helpful down the line because what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're targeting the right people. This is also really great if you have very specific identities and people that you go after. So for example, I remember one time when we were going through this process with a workplace member and she was mentioning how typically her offers were drawing in moms. And so we had to ask ourselves, is this the type of identity that we really want to go after? And when she said yes, then that means we can create visuals that are very specific to moms. Next question is, describe a person who you have not worked with yet. Where are they at? What do they want to feel from this investment? 
So in this question, I want you specifically to think about what is that end result that people come to me for and what do they want to feel from that result? So if you think about your lead, what do they come with in terms of pain points? Where do they typically tell you they're at? Get really specific with this because this is huge for visuals. We want to show them that feeling that they can create after they've hired you, after they've bought your product, after they've done their service. So I'm gonna have you take the next 10 minutes to define this. All of these questions are the same for projects one, two, and three. Once you've defined it for all of your evergreen offers, you're going to pick your signature project. So this is the one that you want to create visuals for this quarter. It may not be your signature offer. What we're defining here is just what is going to be the signature one for this quarter. This is the one that we want to create the visuals for. If you're staring at your page just blankly and just being like, all three are so important to me and I need to create visuals for them, um, I really want to push you to just create visuals for one. If you have been through the process and you're more savvy with the process, it's fine to go all in on three. I have some questions to just think about and maybe even brainstorm a little bit if you're a little confused on which one to choose right now. Which offer aligns most with your brand vision? So which one is closest to your ideal business that you're trying to create? Just a little side note here, when I have been in a workshop with a Workplay member doing this and she had three different evergreen offers and she was trying to figure out which one she was going to create content around. She really wanted at the start of this to just create base content, right? She was going at it from the wrong perspective. And as we went through this, she started to see that, okay, I really have to create content for one offer, one thing. And so she had three evergreen services. And I know a lot of you service-based business owners out there are in the same boat. You might be looking at 10 different services. She was looking at a lower tiered price point of an offer where she did not typically like the clientele that came into that. She had her main offer that she's always had for the longest time. She really loved serving people within that price point and within that offer. And then she had her higher tier offer that only obviously some people could afford, some people could do it. So what we came down to was solely focusing on visuals for that middle offer where it's aligned with her vision of her company and who she wants to serve. What we ended up finding was that she didn't even really want to forward face the other two because they distracted from the middle one. And so what it allowed her to do through this process is figure out, okay, I'm only creating visual campaigns and marketing strategies for this one offer. And I will just upsell and downsell on the back end. What's going to happen now for her because she made that choice just by going through this visual marketing exercise is now her marketing is going to get very specific. And yes, there will always be outliers that will want more from you or less from you. And that's where the upsells and downsells come into play. But when we're creating visuals, we want to make sure that all of this energy is going towards something that actually aligns with the bigger vision of the brand. Next question to ask yourself, 
Reflect on past client experiences, which offer or product has consistently delivered the most impactful results or client satisfaction. If you're completely confused, go with the one that has the most results, right? That's your bread and butter. Next question. Which offer or project are you most passionate about delivering? And in which do you have the highest level of expertise? And it comes back to what aligns with you most. You'll know which one is like the thing that you want to put out into the world. My last question for you is think about the long-term impact of focusing on each offer or project. Which one aligns with where you see your business in the next five years? This is your business. You want to get very specific with your time, your energy, the projects that you execute. So this is a big one. Take the next five, 10 minutes to really get this down if you're in the evergreen boat. Now, I'm going to move on into the launch campaign. If you do not have any launch campaign projects on your workbook, then just skip ahead to the next section. Again, the timestamps will be below the episode in the show notes. Okay, moving right along. We are creating a launch campaign. So on the next few pages, we're going to break down all of the details about the projects that you'll be launching so that you can create aligned visuals in the form of launch campaigns. So we have a few launch project campaign brainstorm pages here in the workbook. We have three of them because again, you should have no more than three maximum here. I want to implore you to get it down to one so that you can go wider with your vision. But if you have been through our process, you have been through the method, I think you can get away with doing three all in one branch shoot. But if this is your first time, I really recommend just getting it down and focusing visuals on just one project. For each launch project, we're going to define the name. So you're just going to write down what is the name of this launch? Does this have a price point? How much is it? Is this something that is more of a freebie that you're only going to be running for a certain amount of time? Maybe it's a webinar that is free. Maybe it's a paid challenge. Does this project have a price point? How much is it? This gets you really clear on the different projects when you are trying to decide which one to do. Next question. What is the why behind this offer? Why does it exist? Why are we even launching this in the first place? What's important about it? Next questions. What are three different words that are aligned with the deeper why of this offer? These three words are going to be really important. And you can go back into your brainstorm and see if there's any results or feeling words that feel aligned with the offer. I remember we were doing a workshop with a work play member and she was building a retreat. I was asking her like, what words are coming to mind when you're thinking about the results of these retreats that you're holding. What is that deeper meaning for the campaigns to launch the retreats to sell them? And she came up with some really big words, which I love. Like the bigger the word, the better. Like the bigger meaning for the word. She came up with alive and the becoming. And so those words actually almost became the name. They were the narrative of the visuals that we were going to create. Once you have the word down, then we can really get clear on what the visuals are. Because let's just say the word is alive. 
right? Now, what visuals can we brainstorm that show what it means to be alive? Now we have a really good prompt for us moving forward in the process. And so these words, I want you to think deeply about them. And these words, sometimes they come when you're doing chores around the house. Sometimes you're like, oh, I got it. So come up with three different words for each of your launch projects. So three per project. The next question is, do the three words above match the deeper result this offer creates. So again, we're double checking to make sure that these words really are powerful for the end result that this offer creates. Super important because when you have this, you have a really clear path to what these visuals are going to look like. Another example in this, because I know that this can be very weird, very different for like those of you who have only done this in a traditional model and not in the workplay model, a workplay member actually came up with the word surrender. And on her shoot, she, in the beginning, we could tell she was feeling a little uncomfortable in front of the camera and not knowing like, okay, I, I think I'm posing correctly and we're, you know, we're, we're doing our best to guide her but you could tell that she was uncomfortable. And so we asked the question, what is the word behind what you're going to use these visuals for to promote? And she was like, oh, well, it's all about surrender. And we're like, oh, okay, well, what does surrender look like to you? And immediately in front of the camera, she showed it to us. She was like, oh, it looks like this. And then we could see as a creative team that that's exactly what we wanted her to do. And it was authentic to her and what it looked like to her. So then when it was actually posted and actually on her brand, people could feel that what she's talking about visually is surrendering. There's a powerful thing that happens here. So choose these words wisely and make sure that you're seeing in your mind's eye, okay, yes, this is aligned with this launch project. So you're gonna go ahead and answer all of those questions for each of the launch projects that you have planned out. Once you've done so, you can go ahead on to the next steps. For time's sake, I'm gonna keep going. So we have defined our evergreen campaigns. We've defined our launch campaigns if we have them. And we've defined what specific campaigns we are going to be creating in this upcoming quarter. So what I want us to do is just summarize that. I want us to take what we've done and I want to zoom out a little bit so you can see, okay, I have my campaign set. So what I want you to do is I want you to write under campaign one, campaign two, campaign three, depending on which ones you've chosen. I want you to write the style of the campaign. So is it evergreen or is it a launch campaign? I want you to write the project name. So what is the name of that project that you're doing? So let's just say campaign number one is a launch campaign and the project name is technically a podcast. So it's like the name of our podcast that we're launching. And then the next thing that you're going to write is the ideal launch date. So when are you projected to launch this? Let's just say that we have it set for in three months from now. At the time of this recording, that would be March. So I have a ideal launch date of March 4th. My project name for this campaign is just podcast because that's the project that I'm doing. And the campaign style is launch style. 
it's not evergreen because it's not a podcast that I want to continuously promote over and over. It's just a podcast I want to do one set of visuals for. So it's technically a launch campaign for me. You might launch a podcast and it might be your main revenue source. So it's technically an evergreen campaign because you want to keep launching the podcast with different visuals throughout the quarters. There's a difference depending on your business strategy for these projects. So you're going to write down the three campaigns that you're going to be doing for your visuals this upcoming quarter. Again, I implore you to only choose one campaign. It is so much easier, especially the first time around. But if you want to do more, you're absolutely able to do more. I suggest no more than three different visual campaigns in one workplay branch. Okay, on to the next section. We are going to be building a narrative around your campaigns. So we're going to build an emotion-backed narrative around your chosen offer or project so that your marketing evokes an emotion and tells a story. We've got our campaign set. We know tangibly what we're creating visuals for. Now, what emotions are going to be shown in these visuals for each campaign? So now in the workbook, I want you to first name the first project or campaign that you're going to be working on. Next question. What key emotions do you want to evoke in your audience with this offer? I'll tell you that it doesn't have to be some deep, crazy emotion like surrender. It could be as light and as fun as like just the word fun, or it could feel very nostalgic. What key emotions do you want to evoke? It helps dictate and give us a guide for when we're actually searching through visuals that are going to be our inspiration. I'll give you an example with workplay branding and what our key emotions are when we create visual marketing campaigns. Our last one, what we just did is the emotions around that is very cool girl. That was our theme. It was how can we be cool girl content creators? It's not a super deep emotion. It's just fun. It's something that evokes through our brand and we wanted to make sure it was front and center in our last visual marketing campaign. So emotions don't have to be the deep ones. They don't have to be crazy ones. They can be just fun. In your mind's eye, sometimes if you're a visual person like me, I already see it in my head. So think about what you see if that's the case. Like, do you see someone that's like fun and hip? Do you see emotions that are sassy? Those are all things that you can use. And then of course you can also go really deep with it. It can be surrender. It could be something like alive, right? What are those emotions that you want to show and define them there? If you're having trouble with this, like let's just say that you have two key emotions and you can't come up with anything else, use an online thesaurus. These are super helpful to just say, oh, I like that word. Yep, that aligns versus I don't like that word or that doesn't make sense to me. So a thesaurus can be a really helpful tool once you've already done uh, a little bit of the legwork. After you do that, I want you to circle one or two of the most powerful ones that you came up with. Which one do you want to really hone in on? Which one do you really want to channel in your marketing? Now, the next question is game changing. And I want you to, I want you to think about it in a very strategic way. What do you think of when you think of the feeling words you circled? 
So be super open here, write anything down, but remember to just focus on one to two of the words. So when I think of like calm, for example, I might think of something very different than what you think of. I might think of water and you might think of mountains, right? What does it look like to you in this vision that you're creating right now? Write it all down because that is going to be tangible evidence for us to take and then use as a guide as we're trying to come up with concepts for the branding. So you're going to do that for all of the projects that you have planned. You're going to go through those three questions for each project, for each visual campaign that you're doing. As you're writing this down, I'm going to walk you through a mindset shift because this is typically where we see members or potential members feeling a lot of resistance. I want you to think about this first mindset shift. Yes, you can create an entire visual narrative around one offer or one project. I know there's lots of you that are listening to me and you're like, I have so much more I need to create this quarter. Relax into the fact that yes, you can create an entire visual narrative around just one offer. You're established, you're an expert, and you're done playing small. The workplay method is not designed to help you create another set of standard images, right? We're not going generic here. That means we've got to ditch the 25 images of you smiling, looking at a laptop, pretending to type on the laptop. We got to ditch that, okay? Because we've been there, we've done that, and we want to create a motion-backed visuals now. We want to create something that is unique to you that is going to actually stop the scroll. And to be honest, if you're coming into the workplay method, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, you're probably done trying to fit in, right? It's time to take your business's visuals seriously. So let's take a look at what the big brands are doing and how they craft an entire story around the same product again and again. And I'm going to use the same example I've been using, Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola, they make soda. They have billboards. They have Super Bowl commercials. They take out ads and magazines. But again, their signature offer does not change. They still sell Coke over and over and over. So they've really nailed this art of creating different visuals and storylines around the same classic product every single year, quarter, month, and day. And the same can be done for you with just one system, one team. That's what you're doing inside of the workplay method. So I want you to imagine each campaign is unique and it's telling a compelling storyline that creates a new perspective each quarter and draws in new leads and more sales. Same can be true with launch offers. The only difference is you don't have to reinvent the wheel for the same product. You're reinventing the wheel for different products. Okay, so by this time, you should have already written down all of those feeling words, decided on those two feeling words, and then figured out what those words actually mean to you and what they look like to you. The next thing that we're going to do is create a narrative. Visuals themselves create this narrative. We have to now define what that is. So now that we've identified the one to two feelings that we want to cultivate, throughout our entire campaigns this quarter, 
we're going to shift into how we'll create visuals that give off these feelings with our campaigns. Like we're actually going to get into this nitty gritty of creating that. Also, usually at this point, there is another mindset shift. And typically around this point in time, you might be thinking, and we've had tons of members go through the same block here, mindset block, is that you're worried that you're not creative enough to plan out these visuals. Like it's too big. It's too complex. It's not literal enough. And so what I want you to think about on the second mindset is yes, you are creative enough. Even if you're more of a logical person, even if you're like a numbers person, you are creative enough for this. Creativity is a framework. It's about problem solving, strategizing, innovating, skills that you already possess. So as the leader of your business, steering your marketing is essential and sales are the oxygen. We all know that to be true. Visuals are how you will evoke the emotions of consumers that ultimately will push them to buy your offer and mastering them is honestly a non-negotiable. It's time to start acting like your brand's creative director because you are. Like I said, if you are the CMO of your business and you do not have a creative director, that means you are. That means it is your job to put on that creative hat. Now that I have kind of gotten off that soapbox, let's start imagining the visuals that will evoke the emotions you selected earlier. Okay. So we're going to go into as much detail as possible here with each feeling word and describe the scene and location that you see in your mind's eye. Let's just say that for project number one, campaign number one, your feeling word is calm. So think about the word that you chose. Just pick one of the two that you chose. It's calm for this example. I want you to think Think in your mind's eye, like, what do you see? What does it mean to be calm? For me, I'm seeing ripples in the water. Specifically for this campaign, I'm seeing ripples in the water. So think in your mind's eye, what do you see when you hear the word that you chose? Now for this example, we want to give more context to the vision and zoom out. So I'm seeing ripples in the water. Now I'm going to zoom out even more. I now see that, you know, I'm at a lake and there's ripples in the water. So now I see more context to the vision. So I'm seeing ripples in the water and I'm seeing that I'm now at a lake. Then I'm going to zoom out even more and I see that there's mountains around this lake. So I see ripples in the water. I see a lake and I see mountains around the lake. And now I'm seeing that this vision kind of reminds me of a scene in the Pacific Northwest. And it's a region that I frequented when I was a kid. So I have a word here and now I have a scene. I see Pacific Northwest lake and water ripples in the water. So see how we can go from a feeling word to then a full scene. Now, that's what I want you to do right now with each of your words in your campaigns. So campaign number one, you're going to write down the project name so we can keep everything organized. You're going to write down your feeling words, and then you're going to write down the vision that you see. You're going to write down where you are, what you're wearing, what you're doing. And then once you do that, you're going to write down a location 
that either maybe you live by or maybe that you'd want to travel to for your work play brand shoot, that could be a foundation for the scene so that we could actually execute this scene. So if I was using that word calm and I was seeing this Pacific Northwest mountain lake, I would think to myself, okay, maybe at one of these locations here, or maybe the scene at this location would be in the Pacific Northwest. And so campaign number one, I want to be in the Pacific Northwest because that's the scene that I'm seeing with all of these visuals. So that's what you're going to do right now. You're going to, for each campaign, you're going to write down project name, feeling word one and two, and you're going to write down the scene that you're seeing inside of your mind's eye. This is where we get creative. This is where that mindset resistance might come up where you don't feel like this is your forte. This is your forte. This is your job. You are the CEO, you are the CMO, and you're the creative director, and you're responsible for bringing in leads and sales to your business, which means you're responsible for the visuals that also help bring in leads and sales for your business. If this feels out of your comfort zone, really feel into that and really lean into that because you can do this. So you're going to do this for campaign number one, number two, and number three. Again, if you only chose one campaign, two campaigns, you would only do it for those campaigns that you chose. Every single campaign that you chose, you want to envision that scene. You might be saying, okay, well, these scenes are nice and all, but I work on the computer. So won't I just have a laptop in every scene? That might be something that's going through your head. Like, how does this relate to what I do? And that brings us to our third mindset shift. No your visuals don't have to be literal to communicate what you do. Whenever you go wide with your vision, there's always some of that almost like, uh, is this too much? Maybe you're saying, okay, but I sell a course that helps CFOs feel calm in their business. I don't actually do my work by the lake. And my audience won't be able to relate to that visual. Like they won't get what's happening. But remember, we're thinking big. If we go back to that Coca-Cola example, if Coca-Cola actually showed how it was made, it wouldn't have nearly the same effect as when it dives deep into this emotive storytelling around the brand and what it means to actually drink their soda and what it feels like to drink their soda. So tangibly, Coca-Cola sells soda. But if that was the only story they were telling, they wouldn't be connecting with their customers. And as a result, they wouldn't have a cult following. So their imagery creates a story that customers have developed a connection to. And that's what keeps people coming back. That's what makes people choose Coke over a different brand when they are looking at a vending machine. It's these subconscious things that we go through as consumers that helps us decide which one we wanna take. So the idea isn't really to be relatable, it's to be authentic. And I want to define relatability versus authenticity because these are what make or break visual campaigns when you're creating them. Relatability is the attempt to dim your vision for the sake of keeping everyone around you comfortable. It presents the status quo to onlookers, to consumers. Crafting a relatable visual marketing campaign does not stand out. It seeks to fit in to what everyone else is doing. 
It seeks to keep you in your lane and it seeks to keep your vision in a box. So an example of this relatability aspect would be, hey, I run Facebook ads and I do everything on my laptop. So therefore I must show that I am on my laptop in order to relate to my customers, in order to relate to them and show them, hey, this is what I do. Authenticity is the ability to create a point of view in your marketing that is unique, but deeply aligned with you. It's not just about showcasing your products or services. It's about weaving a narrative that resonates with the transformative impact of your brand. Authenticity is the emotional undercurrent that turns your business into an experience, creating a lasting, mature connection with your audience. So we've talked about the relatability example with like ads manager doing everything on the laptop. I'm relating to my clientele. Well, authenticity is what you see in your mind's eye when you think of the impact that you have, when you think of the results and what that looks like for people. Authenticity is going deeper in that vision and executing it. An example of this is there was someone inside of the Workplay Method who we went through this process with, and she was someone who helped people financially. She was kind of like a fractional CFO. She was originally creating visuals around relatability, to be relatable. She wanted to show her kids, her cooking in the kitchen with her kids, and she was in a modern kitchen. And really authentically, in her mind's eye, she saw something way bigger than that. She saw what her business creates, and it created freedom for her clients. And so authentically... She wanted to show freedom in a way that was almost like nostalgic to her childhood. So she wanted to be on a big, wide open ranch where she could show this flowiness of freedom. And she saw in her mind's eye a wide open field and her just like big sky, wide open field, middle of the ranch, just right there dead in the center to show freedom. Do you see how that's very different than trying to just be relatable to your clientele? Her clientele was a lot of mom. And that first iteration was like, just to be relatable. Like, let me just show my kids, you know, me cooking my every day. But then her big authentic vision was so much more powerful marketing wise than the relatability version of it. Dare to do something crazy. And as you get more and more used to this type of thinking about your visuals, I'm sure your visions will get wider and wider and wider. And then it's all about who can be the most creative in their marketing. Those are the people that are going to get the most leads and sales. The really cool news is, is that you have the method to actually execute that. So traditionally, you when you didn't have this method, you would have to spend thousands and thousands per brand shoot, and you could only do this a limited times a year. And now you get to do this four different times a year. Go wide with this vision and make people notice. 
Now that we've created a narrative, now we want to build the visuals. This is where it gets really fun. So now that we've crafted a scene in our heads, we want to actually build out the visuals to support this idea. We're going to use Pinterest to find imagery that aligns with this internal vision. And we're going to use keywords from what we brainstormed or earlier before that represent our feeling words and the vision that we saw in our mind's eye. Okay, so this part is going to be really fun, really actionable. This Pinterest board should be a visual representation of the locations that you're imagining, the clothes that you're going to be wearing, and the props that you'll want to bring with you, the emotion and feeling you want to portray, and ultimately the shot list in order to accomplish this vision for this quarter. We are going to recommend pinning about 50 plus images to this board. You're going to feel free to screenshot the top, you know, your favorite images of these, print them out, put them on your workbook so you can create your own mood board out of it. But honestly, just one Pinterest board inside of Pinterest is going to be quite enough to really start crafting this vision and get everything you need prepared for your first quarterly shoot. We want to define the keywords that you're going to be searching. This is inside of your workbook. There's a question and area for you to define these things. And I want you to really think about what these keywords are. And I'm going to give you a few examples. So if I go back to our workplay member who was a CFO and she really had this idea of freedom and in her mind's eye, she saw Western and from Western ranch style, we narrowed it down to what do we call this in our culture? And a lot of people call that like maybe bohemian Western style. And then we started to think about, well, maybe there are some brands that kind of cultivate this style already. And we came up with the clothing brand Free People. So what we did on Pinterest was we searched Free People clothing lookbooks just to give us some ideas around what Western freedom-esque, free-flowing looks like in the culture. And we came up with all of the pins that we even needed for that one brand shoot just from that one keyword. Think about in your mind's eye what you're seeing. So if we go back to that example of the word calm and seeing in our mind's eye the Pacific Northwest, we might search that on Pinterest. When you are searching, you want to make sure that people are actually posing in these photos. You don't just want photos where no one's in them because you will be front and center in your brand or a model will be or a standing client or whoever it is that you invite to your brand shoot. So you want to make sure we have an idea of what the model is wearing in our inspo board and making sure it's aligned with what we're doing. Because in the CFO example with the bohemian aesthetic, we wanted to make sure the style that the models and clothing that the models were wearing was more like free flowing dressy and not as much Western cowboy-esque. So think about that when you're pinning. Make sure that these images are you know, the visual form of what you were seeing in your mind's eye. The first thing that you're going to be doing is defining those keywords. The next thing that you want to think about and write jot down are what patterns or themes do you see in your campaigns that you've envisioned? This is the second iteration to the keywords. Are there any patterns that you're seeing? When we thought of like freedom, ranch, Western, we noticed that the vibe that we were seeing inside of our mind's head 
was a bohemian. That would be more of a theme, like a boho theme. And so that can really help you pair with keywords for better searching on Pinterest. You also want to think about what does this look like? Is this more vintage? Is this more luxury looking? Is this bold? Is this colorful? What are the themes of this? So you can filter through some of these mood board images more efficiently. We also have a pro tip that one of our members mentioned in a podcast episode. It's episode number one, if you want to go back and listen to it after you're done creating your visual marketing campaign, it is from Kate Northrup. And she explained how she actually created an alter ego for one of her quarterly shoots. And she explained how it was almost like a way to get her in character inside of the shoot. And it allowed her to craft a very clear vision. It was more like 1950s, 1960s. It was more vintage. From that casting of that vision, we were getting like vintage cars into the shoot. We did more of like downtown Miami beach with the art deco, because that was showing more of that vintage vibe. And the word or the feeling word was plenty. So you want to think about the feeling word in tandem with the vision that you see. They don't necessarily have to intersect. You can really create something that's cohesive, that has contrast. For her, that's what she saw in her mind's eye, but for you, that might look something different. But because it's authentic to her, it resonates with her audience. Be mindful of that as you're thinking about these keywords. Something that we've done inside of the workbook is we've actually given you a few themes already that are were pre-made. So we do have a bohemian aesthetic in there. And plus with some keywords that you can search on Pinterest to help with that, we have an editorial aesthetic that can be more like high fashion, modern, contemporary. We also have a vintage aesthetic inside of the workbook that you can take a look at, a modern aesthetic that you can take a look at, a minimalist aesthetic that you can take a look at, and a vibrant aesthetic that you can take a look at. So you don't necessarily have to start from scratch if you download that workbook. Moving right along to our last mindset shift number four. There's always this kind of tug of resistance right about now because you might be thinking like, I'm not getting everything I need. I'm not doing enough. Or maybe like this feels very different than my other shoots. All of these thoughts could be swirling around in your head because we went wide with the vision instead of generic and that can bring up this idea of, ooh, am I allowed to do this, right? Are people gonna think I'm weird? And I just wanna give you a different perspective. I want you to embrace this new approach to your business and marketing. This isn't about quantity. It's about creating content with laser focus. It's about aligning everything with one perspective around one offer. And you're painting a crystal clear picture for your clients for this vision. It's about creating a narrative so compelling that it draws your audience along a well-defined path to the results that you promise. So this is a smarter, more strategic way of storytelling. And it's easier because it's all visually done. So people get it immediately. Before we move on to the next steps, as you're creating your Pinterest board, 
when if you have more than one project or campaign and the different project or campaigns have different styles attached to them, make sure that you have different Pinterest boards for those projects or campaigns. If they all kind of run into one style per se, then you can just create one board. But if you have three different offers or projects or campaigns, then you want to create three different perspectives or visuals that go into it. So it might need three different Pinterest boards. So just be aware of that. Okay, we've created our Pinterest boards. We have a really clear visual guide for us now that is tangible. We can see it. We can see that it's been done before. We've got it, right? So now it's time to choose our shoot location. So it's time to bring these visuals that we've pinned into actual tangible planning form. I want you to take a look at your Pinterest board. I want you to pull it up and ask yourself, can I recreate any of the pin scenes from my Pinterest board? Make sure all of the locations match the overall vibe and the fantasy that you created in those earlier pages. I want you to write down just five locations. And the reason why I only want you to do five just for now, again, if you're a seasoned Workplay member, you can do more. You know that you can do more. But if you're the first time going through this, Five is a really good number to not feel like we're stressing out about going from location to location. Five is like good because you can really stay in each location for the full day during your workplace shoot and not have to feel rushed. So take a look at your Pinterest board. Can we recreate these locations anywhere in your hometown, anywhere close to you? Maybe if we, even if we have to drive like maybe an hour or so to get like the right scene for these locations, or maybe we have to fly somewhere. You know, you live in the Northeast, but you envision Pacific Northwest. So make sure that this again is authentic to your vision because the workplay method, you can go anywhere. If you're envisioning Europe, you can go to Europe and do this. Make sure that the locations are something that can actually execute what you see. In the example of our CFO member who was wanting like the bohemian Western aesthetic, she ended up realizing that she had her parents' ranch that was only 45 minutes away where she could get all of her scenes in and her entire vision of this Western bohemian look. So think through the resources that you have. And again, if you're a workplay member, you can do your shoot anywhere. So the sky's the limit. Go ahead, take a look at your Pinterest board and write down five different locations that you can do your shot list in. They would need to be locations that we can just fit in one day. So if you have an overall location, the example that I was talking about with the ranch, the overall location is the ranch, but the specific locations within the ranch are what you would write down. So if there's the creek on the ranch, that would be location number one. If there's the house or the cabin on the ranch, that would be location number two. And even the living room of the cabin could be a location and the kitchen of the cabin could also be a location. So you can get as big or as small with these locations as you want. Take the next 
10 minutes to do that. If you need to pause the video, you absolutely can. I will be moving right along to planning your shot list. So now that we have our location, now it's time to put the details on the paper. This is going to be crucial to everything um, that we have done up until this point. What's going to happen is it's going to bring it all together and you're actually going to see tangibly what your day is going to look like and what the direction is going to be to actually execute this visual marketing campaign. I want you to take a look at your Pinterest board. What actions do you see the model doing and what kind of clothing are they wearing? What emotions are on the model's face? Where could we recreate that shot in your already brainstormed locations from before? We have in the workbook locations one through five, and for each location, we're going to get pretty granular so that we have a really clear direction. Let's start with location number one. So you're going to put in location number one in the name of this location. Like I had mentioned before, the overall location could be the ranch, but the specific location number one could be the cabin on the ranch. And more specifically than that, it could be the kitchen in the cabin on the ranch. So get very granular with what specifically location wise are we doing this one scene. We're then going to define the campaign that's being shot there. So which of your three campaigns, or maybe it's just the same campaign, maybe you only chose one. If you only chose one, all of these locations will be the same campaign. The next question is, what shots from your Pinterest board could you recreate in this location? Now this is where we're gonna go into the Pinterest board and take the must have shots. So if we know that location number one is the Creek location, on the ranch and we see a few things that we pinned where there's a girl with a flowy dress and she's walking along the creek, that is a picture on our mood board that we could recreate here. So that's the one that we're gonna copy and paste onto our workbook. Next question, are there any props included in the Pinterest board for this location or any props you think would be a great addition to this scene? So you're gonna take your top picks for this location from the Pinterest board, right? We already did that in the previous question. You're going to take a look. What do the models have in here? Maybe there's a hat. Maybe there's a bag. Maybe there is a stage or a crystal. So think about what is being used in the scene that is contributing to the overall look of the photo. That's what you want to bring because we want to create that as well in our own way. Write down any props that you see and if there's more that you wanna add, then you can write them down here. And then the last question is just a reminder for the shoot day. What is the overall emotion the model is evoking? Because if you are the face of your business or if you're going to be the face of this visual campaign that you're shooting for the quarter, then you have to step into the model role as well. I know you're wearing a lot of hats right now, but that is just a part of the thing, right? And so take a look at your Pinterest board. How is the model looking? That's what you want to recreate with your own face in front of the camera when it comes time to, for shoot day. So is the model looking poised or relaxed? You want to give yourself reminders here on what that emotion is that you want to evoke in this scene based on what the model is doing. This is not the same 
technically the same emotion that you were brainstorming before. This is really to try to recreate what the model is doing from your Pinterest board. So that's what you'll do for each location. And you'll do that for those five locations. If you don't have up to five, that's okay. This is just a guideline. You can also have more if you would like. Take the next 10 to 20 minutes to outline this. This is what we have been gearing up for all up to this point. So soak it in, really plan it out. Next, we have the launch plan. So after we have created the shot list for each of the locations, we now have the launch plan. So let's think about how we're actually going to launch these campaigns and then summarize what we have planned so we have a really good working document to refer back to for after the shoot when we're actually executing on these visuals or even before when we're trying to get everything organized for each campaign that you chose so if you only chose one campaign this will be really easy if you chose three you're going to do this three different times for each campaign circle the campaign style we want to define if it's evergreen, if it's launched, you've already defined this before. So if you're following the workbook, you can just refer to previous sections. You're going to put in the project name. So again, if this is a podcast launch, that would be the project name, podcast launch. Then you're going to put in the feeling words, the feeling words that we defined earlier. This helps us create that narrative for the visuals and helps us keep what our foundation was that we defined above. You're then going to define what the aesthetic or theme for the campaigns and projects that you have. So is it more vintage feeling? Is it Western feeling? Is it bohemian? Is it modern? What is the theme for this? And then you're also going to write down ideal launch dates. So this is where you're actually going to hold yourself accountable to say, all right, I'm making these visuals. I'm going to launch this project in this campaign by this date. If you're a Workplay member, you can expect your content to get back to you fully edited within the seven business day mark of your confirmed photo shoot date. So you can adjust your launch dates accordingly. So you're going to do those same steps for each of your campaigns. We're just summarizing what we've done so far. This is to make sure that those huge big pillar pieces that we defined all in one spot so we don't have to flip through hundreds of pages to find what we need. Take the next 10 to 20 minutes to define and summarize each of your campaigns so that you're ready for the launch. Now that you've summarized everything that you've done thus far, you've pretty much done it. You have successfully planned your very first quarter of a brand new visual marketing campaign through the workplay method. Now it's time to get in front of the camera and create it. And that's where the workplay method comes in. As a new member coming in, you have just set yourself up for such big success. You defined where you're going and the vision that you're going to create inside of the method. If you're a current workplay member, you've already done the legwork for your upcoming shoot. So all of this is so exciting. Whether you are a potential member or a current member, you've done so much work for your business and your brand, and you're truly a part of of a new 
way of marketing. And you're truly going to move the needle in your business using visuals. If you're ready to up-level and actually execute on all of the work that you've done in this episode, DM us brand to get started inside of the Workplay Method. And as always, if you're a current Workplay Method member, I am so happy for you. I am so psyched that you are about to start on another quarter and another journey for your visuals, for your marketing. And I truly, truly am so excited to cheer you on. That is it for our episode. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. This episode of the Workplay Podcast is brought to you by Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online. In 2019, they revamped the Workplay method and have been using this exact process to launch businesses' visual marketing strategies all over North America and in Europe. Head over to workplaybranding.com to learn exactly how you can launch your visual marketing strategy and cohesive brand for less than $500 a month. This episode of the Workplay Podcast is brought to you by Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online. In 2019, they revamped the Workplay Method and have been using this exact process to launch businesses' visual marketing strategies all over North America and in Europe. Head over to workplaybranding.com to learn exactly how you can launch your visual marketing strategy and cohesive brand for less than $500 a month.